Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. America and happy Thursday. Well, we've got the show of shows for you. We're not going to let you down. We've got some great guests. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these messages. Folks, if you get your wallet stolen or your cell phone or your car, we know what it is. It's old fashioned theft. It's crime. We know it. Criminals now have a new way to steal our most valuable asset, our homes. Older Americans are most vulnerable to these types of thefts, and that's because they more often own their homes outright. An 88-year-old Florida woman recently discovered that scammers forged her signature, created a fake deed to her home, and then took her property. Those who buy a property from a deed theft scammer often become victims as well. What can you do to protect yourself? It's simple. My good friends at Home Title Lock provide the premier detection technology to protect your home and its title. The instant they detect an activity or something suspicious, they mobilize to help shut it down. We won't know a thief took us off our title until it's too late. That's why Title Lock jumps into action right away. The titles to all our homes are easily found online. A criminal or renter, even a family member, can simply forge your signature on a home sale form, then he or she refiles as the new owner, and bam, your home is not in your name, and all of a sudden, debts are being taken out against it. That's why Home Title Lock is my choice. Find out for free when you use my code JUSTNEWS at sign up. You'll get a free comprehensive scan of your home's title and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection free. So go to hometitlelock.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS at hometitlelock.com. Go there today. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. Last night, you probably saw the news alert on Just the News, right a little bit after dinner time. The stock exchange pulled a natural assets company's proposal that the Securities and Exchange Commission had been floating. This idea would have radically altered the way energy exploration and other things occurred in America, including the public purchase of lands and other things. We've been chronicling this for the last several months. It's an arcane thing that could have had profound impact across the country. Part of the reason that this proposal got pulled was the great work of Utah's state treasurer, Marlo Oaks. And we're lucky to be joined by him right now. Mr. Treasurer, great to have you on the show. Thanks, John. Good to be here. This is a fascinating story. And you know, a lot of times these things sound like alphabet soup gobbledygook, but this SEC regulatory effort could have had a profound effect. Tell the folks a little bit about what SEC was trying to create here. 
Yeah, this is it's really troubling. Um, essentially, the New York Stock Exchange had to get a rule change to their manual that would allow them to list a company whose purpose isn't economic activity. It's actually to uh, um, manage, essentially, Mother Nature, uh, what they call ecological services. And because those ecological services are not based in traditional economic activity, uh, they have to use different accounting standards, not the traditional GAAP accounting standards that we have in the United States. Um, and, And so it's really assigning an arbitrary value do things like photosynthesis. And it was really, the attempt is to create an entirely new asset class um, to financialize basically mother nature and uh, to apply value there and to monetize it, which is, if you think about it, that's pretty scary because all of us are uh, dependent on what I would say public good, uh, you know, public good, like, like clean air, uh, you know, things like that. And, and so when you finan- financialize that, suddenly there's ownership associated with that. And then you can charge people for your ownership stake if they use the commodity that you now have ownership of. I mean, this, is, this opens a door that it, 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 nobody had ever thought would be possible. And so that's what, just one of the scary aspects of this. And this is another one. It's uh, we, we I got this big case pending before the Supreme Court, uh, potentially reversing the Chevron doctrine. But this just seems to be another area where regulators tried to create law where Congress doesn't seem to have created it. Right? Was this another case where the regulators were trying to do something that wasn't imagined by Congress when they set up the rules? Well, absolutely, because. You know, the, the the Bureau of Land Management, so in the West, you know, federal lands, there's a lot of federal lands, and they manage those lands. And it's under an act of Congress where Congress delegated the management of those lands to the BLM. And so this rule uh, would have potentially opened up uh, those lands to management by outside entities or, or publicly traded entities, private entities, um, that could take money from investors around the world, so China or Saudi Arabia or, you know, Russia, whomever, including investors in the United States. But uh, this would essentially put the management of uh, both public and private lands in the hands of uh, private actors. And and so, uh, you know, clearly bypassing Congress uh, that originally uh, passed a law to allow the Bureau of Land Management and other agencies to manage land on its behalf. Pretty remarkable. Some people that we talk to say, listen, this could have created a whole new oligarchy in America. We know that some of our wealthiest Americans are already investing in things like buying up water rights and things like that. But this really would have been a shift of power uh, that would create a less responsive system to the American people. Uh, do you think that the stock exchange, SEC, is going to try to come back at this? Or do you think we got this one knocked out for good? Well, I, I think the bigger agenda is still in play here. Uh, and and so I, I don't think the New York Stock Exchange is, is necessarily going to try and come at this uh, again. But uh, I'm guessing that it will appear some other way. It may be through the private markets, uh, you know, private equity or, or similar kinds of uh, vehicles that are are not, you know, regulated uh, as heavily by the SEC. And, and, you know, they're not trying to attract public money, uh, or at least, you know, traditional investor money that you do in the in the public markets, but it could come through the private markets. And that's uh, still where a lot of the biggest pools of capital reside, these sovereign wealth funds. And so, um, and so I think that's, that's where we need to be on the lookout and, and any other way that this comes about. Yeah, there is uh, been some great reporting done on this, and some great uh, op-ed works are done. And there's a great story in the uh, or op-ed in the New York uh, Washington Times a couple of months ago. But um, a lot of this grew out of a movement uh, from the World Economic Forum, which obviously a place where a lot of globalists are sort of creating a global. Uh, singular government sort of is driven the concepts of that are there, WEF. Uh, this kind of idea of valuing natural capital uh, and creating a new sort of infrastructure rule-wise for it, they, they, the World Economic Forum says that's important for the future of investment. Again, it's another example of perhaps uh, 
tearing down some of the ability of a nation to uh, regulate its own assets and, and, and yield it to, like you said, a sovereign wealth fund. Uh, the the World Economic Forum seems to have has such a really influential role in creating up these sort of new regulatory regimes. What do you think the long term goals? The, the, the op ed I read was so brilliantly written. I think it was written by a guy named Justin Bees, and said that you know basically this is an effort to uh, monetize the air we breathe and the water we drink, and that's you know that's pretty shocking when you hear it, but it doesn't seem far from the truth. It seems like that's what was going on here. Yeah, no, and then there's an effort to put um, 30% of uh, the country's lands and waters in um, to preserve that amount by 2030. Um, and, and this essentially is an effort to reduce human impact. But, you know, what's interesting is the, the UN has talked about what the, the, what the real agenda is with climate change, certainly, and that is to uh, replace capitalism. I mean, one of the headlines coming out of 2018, a, a study that they commissioned said, we cannot fight climate change with capitalism. Um, and, and so that's why this, these kinds of efforts um, are showing up on the radar of state treasurers. Really remarkable. It really is. And and it's the state treasurers like yourself that really took the lead in getting the American people educated about this, creating the counter pressure that ultimately resulted in the withdrawal of this. And that, I think, goes to a broader um, dynamic that I've watched. I've covered, uh, I've been in journalism 35 years, and I've seen a lot of different things, but the state treasurers are more impactful today than ever before, particularly with the social credit score schemes and the ESG things that are coming down the road. The power to control where your money is invested, a state's you know, investment, uh, can have a profound effect of beating back some of these ideas that are un-American. Uh, treasure's really uh, on the front lines of, of, uh, of fighting some ideologies that threaten capitalism and our constitutional republic. Did you ever imagine that that would be the mission of, a, of being the state treasurer of Utah? No. I, in fact, I had no idea what what had happened with ESG. You know, I, I uh, spent a good part of my career in the investment industry and, and um, had heard a little bit about ESG, but didn't really pay a ton of attention to it. But frankly, I was more um, knowledgeable of socially responsible investing and, you know, really socially responsible investing morphed into ESG. And, and that's because you really can't drive an agenda with socially responsible investing. You, as an investor, you know, have your own values and you respect other people in the market to have their values and they can invest their portfolio how they want. ESG uh, is exactly the opposite where they come. There's an agenda there, uh, whether it's climate change or social justice, um, and it's trying to capture as much capital uh, on that agenda and, and push the agenda through the capital market. So it's completely opposite of our free market system. Um, and that's why it, it, it falls squarely in, in the realm of state treasurers. Yeah. When you said something profound when you mentioned the U.N., and I hear this a lot now from people that just, you know, really in the know, and that a lot of them aren't even uh, partisan in nature, but uh, there is an effort across the globe to undo capitalism and replace it with something. What would you call this emerging thing? Is it a form of socialism? Is it a form of democratic socialism? Is it communism? There seems to be an effort to supplant the American free enterprise system with something different. What does that different thing look like? When you, when you look at it, what, what would you call what they're trying to build right now? Well, it's, it is an interesting uh, thing because they don't say what exactly they're trying to build, but you can see um, by the actions in the marketplace what it's turning into. And, and you have uh, banks uh, working with the federal government. In fact, they say, you know, we have to work with the government. These are, this is the private industry saying we have to work with the government to address climate change. Well, Benito Mussolini said fascism is more appropriately called corporatism because it's the merger of state and corporate power. Um, and, and that's what we're seeing. It's a form of fascism, uh, corporatism. You know, it's like China that, that puts a, a member of the CCP on every board. Um, that is exactly what we're seeing here in the United States. And people should be incredibly concerned. Yeah, I think your, uh, your, your description of that is exactly what's going on. There's this sort of this government to industry partnership. We saw it in the censorship cases where 
private industry and and uh, and government were were hand in hand, and we're seeing it in the ESG environment and certainly the investment environment. The one thing that is so powerful is the power of the purse. It's remarkable. Uh, all these years later, in the brilliant. Uh, check and balance system that our founding fathers gave this country, the power of the purse still has an enormous ability to protect the American people. And you leverage that as a treasurer, you and your colleagues who are are good stewards of the public trust in the public investment. Uh, you've been able to have a real impact just saying, hey, if you act like un American, we're just not going to invest in you. Is that beginning to wake up some of these uh, companies that maybe thought, oh, we'll put our personal ideology ahead of our customers? And then someone with your you know size investment comes and say, oh, you're going to lose our business. You do that. It does have a real effect, doesn't it? Yeah, it absolutely does. And, and uh, you know, people, I think, don't understand, including businesses, don't understand what our econ- how our economic system operates. You know, it's based on the consumer and meeting the demand of consumers. It puts us as the, sort of this uh, at the middle of the market, you know, the, the kind of the key part of the market. Um, and, you know, I, I, I talk about the analogy to the legal system where legal decisions are supposed to be based on the law and the law alone. That's why you have Lady Justice with the blindfold. And as soon as Lady Justice takes off the blindfold, you introduce things like empathy and and who is the oppressed and who is the, who are the oppressors. And you corrupt the legal system on the economic side in our economic system, our economic our decisions based uh, in business are supposed to be based on economics and economics alone. And as soon as you introduce another element, you corrupt the economic system. And suddenly you're deciding who to do business with and are they are they acting the way you think they should act? And, and, and you can see it uh, playing out in the marketplace and it will absolutely replace our economic system with something none of us wants. Yeah. You have given some great speeches on this over the last few years and a couple of things that really resonated uh, with our audiences went, went out there. You, you talk about the, the fair markets being uh, replaced by manipulated markets and liberty being replaced by controlled behavior. And I think that uh, the the moment we're in, and a lot of Americans, we're just trying to make ends meet, right? So we're not thinking about these tectonic shifts in place, but there is a real change that uh, you have been on the forefront of fighting and it's beginning now. I think I think every American wake up saying, hey, when did the government think it was its job to tell me what stove I can have or uh, what uh, what my kids are going to learn? What kind of car? Right. Or what kind of car? Or what surgery? And, oh, well, that car just froze up on me in the cold thing. I don't want that car. Uh, it, it is a remarkable moment. But at its ultimate um, goal, uh, the uh, the uh, the idea of equality seems to have been flipped on its head, which is we're all supposed to have an equal opportunity. But this new world that these uh, progressives who have in- injected themselves in the corporate world is they're trying to control the outcomes, right? They want equal outcomes, not just equal opportunity. Is that sort of the end game here? Uh, well, it's yeah, I mean, I think it's part of it. Um, and, and you see this dual um, definitions, right? E- equality. Well, we think of it as equal opportunity but equal outcomes is is the second you know definition the same thing with diversity and same same thing with you know uh, even governance and esg it has two different meanings and and so people just have to be aware of this and and i think more and more people are waking up more and more consumers are saying hey i'm i'm not going to do business with companies that are politicizing their business and that is critical that we as consumers continue to send that message because that's what will ultimately hopefully bring us back to our free market system yeah you uh uh, I think it was last year, maybe a year before that, because it goes by so fast. Uh, you pulled about $100 million of investment from BlackRock. BlackRock seems to have gotten a little bit of the message. They've certainly pulled back a little bit on ESG. Uh, do you think that uh, the the multiple state treasurers who pulled that money really woke up BlackRock, or do you think this is a temporary uh, pullback and they're going to try take another crack at it? Well, I do think it was a, a critical step because to that point, nobody had really pushed back on ESG. And it was my belief that it would have to come from the states because the private sector has been uh, silenced, uh, you know, cowered into acceptance. And so the only way to start pushing the tide back was for states to stand up. And I think that's going to be true across the board with a lot of this overreach that we're seeing. 
whether it's in the private sector or the public sector. But um, because the agenda is so big that they're literally trying to change our economic system, I, I think it's simply morphing into other language like sustainability. So S&P Global just came out with their sustainability indexes earlier this week, I believe. Um, you know, and so it, it's it, it's going to be um, different words, and they're going to sound really nice, and a lot of people are going to latch on to them. But um, people just have got to recognize guys. that this is an attempt to uh, change our economic system, uh, and it will ultimately lead to our uh, you know end of our economic freedoms. It, it, the uh, ESG uh, clearly had a toll on BlackRock. Uh, you've I've seen reports in last week that they're going to lay off about three percent of their staff. So the market actually caused a consequence to a firm that tried to go beyond investments into ideology. And it it is really fascinating to watch that. And I I think that it's exactly how our founding fathers intended it, which is if things got array in Washington, it would be the states that would use the it's their state's rights to do this. And your state has been at the forefront, you particularly, at the forefront of using those state rights to sort of create this surf, uh, self-correction. Um, there's one last question. I, uh, obviously, all of these things that regulators do seem to draw a lot of inspiration from a half-century-old uh, Supreme Court ruling called the Chevron Doctrine. And obviously, yesterday, the Supreme Court uh, weighed in uh, in a big hearing that will ultimately result in a big ruling. But the Chevron Doctrine, the idea that regulators can create law when in the absence of Congress acting, this is a great moment. This could be one of the big Supreme Court rulings of our generation, right? Yes. And, and oh, boy, I hope they get this right, because we are seeing uh, this overreach and, and, and kind of uh, rule rulemaking, you know, acting as kind of the legislature de facto way using rules to to uh, drive agendas. It's it's been incredibly damaging. Um, and and especially with this administration that's used a whole of government approach, uh, we're just all of us are feeling and seeing the the impact of this. And, and so uh, hopefully the Supreme Court can can bring back some sanity to this whole whole process. Yeah, uh, a lot of people watching that case. It could be uh, one of the most historic rulings of our lifetime. Uh, Mr. Treasurer, what a great honor to have you on. We've watched your work uh, yesterday. I was thinking of you when this uh, when this uh, announcement came down. And of course, you you were on the front lines of, I think, having a really consequential role in this. Uh, great to have you on. We'll be sure to um, be sure to uh, check in with you soon. You do a lot of great work. Thanks, John. It's good to be with you. You as well, sir. Thanks for your time today. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews. And extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. Folks, Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, plus veggie, and so much more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutritional-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. If you're like me and have a busy schedule that the last thing you want to worry about is what to eat or having to go to the grocery store, Factor makes it easy. As they are flexible to your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. 
Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, usually in just two minutes. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash justnews50 and use the promo code justnews50 to get 50% off. That's the code justnews50 at factormeals.com. One more time, factormeals.com slash justnews50. Use the justnews50 code and you will get 50% off your first order. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. I want to pick up on the discussion where we left off with the Utah State Treasurer, another example of states' rights coming in and exercising what the founding fathers intended. Big government got too big. States could tug it back under the concept of states' rights. Our next guest, well, he knows a lot about uh, that legal theory and the great constitution we live in. Uh, He served as an appellate clerk. He served in the Congress as one of its most championed investigators, and he served as an assistant secretary of state. He's our good friend because it is AMAC Thursday. Today, we're going to have him in. Bobby Charles. Bobby, welcome back to the show. John, I love to be on your show. Just love it. We love having you on. We learn so much. And I was thinking about all the conversations we've had over the last several months and this struggle between a monstrous Washington government that wants to swallow liberty and freedom and free markets and uh, a lot of courageous states saying, uh, not so fast. And the courts often, almost always, siding on, on the side of liberty, on the side of states' rights. It's playing out right now in the great Lone Star State. I know a state that values its freedom great and its history of freedom. Uh, but whether it's the border crossing conflict with the federal government, where they've taken over one of their border crossings and kept the government out, federal government out, or the challenging the federal government to stop cutting our border fences, the Constantina wire, or many of the lawsuits that they've sued, Texas seems to be the ground zero for this incredible clash between freedom and states' rights and big government. And I guess some people would say socialism. How important is Texas fight to the whole country right now. I think it's I think it's not only important John in practical terms. I think it's also important in uh, educational terms. I mean, how wise were these founding fathers that they realized that vertically you keep attention and it's never been settled. You keep attention between a unified group of uh, of states, uh, colonies that became states that 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 have one federal government for purposes that only a federal government can exist for such as national defense. And ironically, um, and then you leave the rest of the powers to the states. And it's, it's not even an, it's not just an interpretation. The Tenth Amendment, which the left has tried to gut for years, uh, basically says that that anything that you have not seen explicitly written in the Constitution is a power that belongs to the states and to the people. And and so Texas is teaching us once again the great power of you. We, we talk about 50 laboratories and. This has been a discussion point for Supreme Court for more than 150 years, that these the states have different ways of looking at solving problems and, frankly, recognizing often the problem before the federal government does. Ironically here, the problem is the federal government. And, and so the states are saying, you know, you can take a lot of things away from us, but you're not going to take our sovereignty away from us as a state or as a people. And that educational message, incredibly, is not only moving out to other red states, it's moving out to blue states. It's moving out to blue cities. You have New York City and, and New York State and, and a lot of other states saying, you know what, I don't want the federal government foisting on me billions of dollars of added obligation to people that come from Africa and Guatemala and the Middle East and the far. I don't want that. I, that's not part of the, the plan where the Constitution allows the states to uh, have a degree of sovereignty unto themselves. We have to protect ourselves. And, and, you know, if you go step beyond just the border, John, uh, the federal government, by their uh, mismal and nonfeasance, by their negligence, and I would say even recklessness and at points intent here, are allowing drug traffickers in that even in places where I live, like Maine, uh, drugs have just penetrated. I mean, fentanyl is ever, everywhere. And so what they've done is they've created calamity and chaos and, and I would even go so far as to say intentionally in some cases, perhaps to get voter rolls up. Uh, but I think that's going to backfire on them, too, uh, because nobody likes to live in chaos. Uh, uh, at the end of the day, the states and Texas in particular is showing us that you can stand up. You do have rights. You should stand up. You should defend your rights. 
And you should do it in a way that educates the rest of the country that they have rights to defend too. Last point, there is nothing in the Constitution that says that we should be thought of as groups or that, that, this, that there's some kind of a, a non-individual, non-state right that trumps uh, the individual and the state's rights. There's a Commerce Clause and there's a Supremacy Clause just for the purposes of really our national defense. But when the, when the federal government lets us down on national defense, as they have on the border, uh, the states have every right and, in fact, I think have a moral obligation to step up and defend the people. That's such a great point. So very important. It really is. That same battle is at the heart of what the presidential race is going to be about, the differences between the Republican candidates, particularly Donald Trump, who looks like he's on his way to sewing up the nomination a third time, and the Biden Democrats are just literally different on every point. There's not, there, there's, there isn't a place where you can find common ground. The contrasts are so remarkable. It seems to me that despite all the media cheerleading, despite all the Democratic dirty tricks to get Democrats to cross over and vote in the Iowa caucuses, a clear and convincing message was sent to the world about what Republican voters uh, want uh, their nominee to be and who they want it to be. Your analysis of Iowa and, of course, what lies ahead just a few days from now in New Hampshire, you, you, I'm sure you have a pretty good sense of where our, our, this race is going. Well, New Hampshire is right next door to me, and I went to college in New Hampshire, so I know that pretty well. And I talk to folks, and I talk to folks in Iowa all the time. Look, I I think that this is a, this whole this whole thing will be done in a matter of a couple of weeks. Uh, there is no <clears throat> there is no presidential candidate who has arrived at December of the preceding year uh, with more than forty percent of the uh, of their party's support and not won the nomination. And Trump had 61% of his party's support, and it has just continued to climb in the months since then. So I think, I think this entire campaign, even though we think of it as about Trump, I think one of the important things for Democrats to think about and for independents to think about is that this is not a cult of the personality. It is a, it is a, it is a realization. It, this entire campaign is about three things. It's about competence, freedom, and fairness. And I say that really off the top of my head, but competence, because there isn't a single area, defense, homeland security, State Department, FBI, justice, where we're seeing genuine competence. Instead, we're seeing fumbling and we're seeing an abuse and politicization of what is supposed to be nonpartisan implementation of policy and, and administration of law. So the first thing that people want, I think, is fairness in this process and competence. I mean, I say competence first, but fairness is about, you know, there's nothing that irritates an American more, any American, I would say, than watching something unfairly done, watching someone mistreated. And they have so mistreated Donald Trump that he's become a sympathetic character. I, I think you're going to see a dramatic shift similar to 1980 when you, when you had a realignment of big chunks of the Democratic Party, the blue-collar Democrat, who came around and said, you know, I, I'm going to support Reagan. I understand Jimmy Carter is the one you want us to support, but he has failed me on the economy. He's failed me in security. And, uh, and, and frankly, I think that, you know, they used to pile on with Reagan. They said, if he gets elected, it'll be Armageddon and the world will come to an end. You know, no, he did. You know, and so I think fairness is a really big point, too. And last, freedom. I mean, all of these things, it's a zero-sum game. When the federal government takes away a right, the right for you to have a stove that's powered by gas or a car that's powered by gas and insist that if you're up here, for example, in the main woods and there's no place to get electricity, you're going to somehow miraculously drive your dead electric car in the middle of a blizzard. No, you're not going to do that. It's so, and, and particularly where we, we recently, for example, half the state lost electricity. So I, I think at the end of the day, uh, these three things, competence, fairness, and freedom. And where does that lead? I think, I think Trump walks away with New Hampshire, and I think from that point, it's over. I think that other, others, Republicans and even some Democrats, I think, are going to say, unless they want to stand with a, really a, an unindicted criminal you know, uh, in Biden, I, I think they're going to say, you know, at the very least, uh, he's not such a bad choice. And I think you're even going to see some of the mainstream media begin to backpedal and say, you know, net, net. Uh, they don't like him, and they're never going to like him, and they don't like the fact that he'll be victorious. But I think they also realize that he's the best choice for the country right now, and I think that's where things are going to go. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. It's, the parallels to 1980 are really remarkable, and obviously the question of 80 was, are you better off than you were four years ago? That's the question right now. But the dynamics in the parties are the same. A lot of uncertainty and agitation and challenges coming from the left, and the Republicans surprisingly sewing it up maybe easier and earlier than people would have thought at the end of 76. 
So the parallels are really remarkable. It's going to be interesting to see where we are. I want to turn to the world stage. We just got a couple minutes left, but you are so astute in your assessment of what's going on. The proxy war that you called months ago that we were going to be in, we were in it. Iran everywhere is acting up. The Red Sea, Pakistan, Iraq. The Biden administration sort of significantly belated suddenly begins a some counterattacks, but they seem like they're really dust-ups rather than painful attacks. This is a moment where it would seem the United States has the moral authority to really crush the Iranian proxies and send a message. Does this administration have the will to do that? Well, that's, that's the seminal question, John. I mean, the escalation that you and I have talked about now for months uh, is, is in, incontrovertibly happening. And it's happening in Iraq and Syria and Pakistan in uh, the Red Sea, in the Persian Gulf, uh, in, in sort of radiating circles, highest intensity uh, to the interior and then radiating outward. Uh, and of course, countries like China are watching this very closely. This is, speak of educational opportunities to sort of tie it back to Texas and how Texas is educating the rest of America. Uh, we have an opportunity right now in the Middle East to educate the rest of the world and, and to say, look, uh, y- you do not allow evil to step up unchallenged. And more to the point, you use every arrow in your quiver to put down a, an advance by evil. I mean, it's, it's literally almost like a, 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 a battle space in World War II. You have the Houthis in Yemen, you know, to the, to the south and, and around in the, in now in the Indian Ocean. You've even had some assaults as well as now the exchange between uh, Pakistan and, and Iran. Iran is the living, radiating uh, sort of hot coal of evil in the world today. And even if we, you know, certainly we, we think China has malicious communist intent and we see Russia doing what they're doing in Ukraine. But Iran is literally on a mission to destabilize the world and is arguably weeks at most a couple of months away from being able to create a nuclear device. They don't have a, they don't have a delivery system that they have married to a potential advice, but they do have delivery systems uh, including uh, ballistic missiles, and they, they will be working on that. It takes time to do that, but they could also deliver it over our southern border in the hand of a, of a, of a bad guy. So I think Iran is the uh, radiating sort of source of much of the chaos and instability and insecurity that we're seeing, certainly not just in the Middle East and in southern Europe and in parts of Central Asia and in, uh, and in the Indian Ocean, but uh, and frankly, in other locations, but they're raising the cost of living for everybody. I mean, they're 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 raising they're raising the cost by virtue of having to secure things, and they're also raising the cost by creating chaos in places like international trade lanes, where people expect that normal everyday civilian commerce will occur. So, how how should they be responding, and will they respond? How they should be responding is to build an international coalition that is vocal and is suppressive and is ready to put the Trump-like sanctions right back on Iran, and they should start shutting down in a kinetic and, and cyber way all of the activity that Iran is involved in in Lebanon, in Syria, in, uh, in Iraq, uh, in, on the uh, Saudi Arabian Peninsula, uh, in North Africa, in the Indian Ocean. They should start shutting all that down decisively without any apology. Uh, and that also means more kinetic strikes. I would put another carrier battle group over there immediately. And y- y- you deter world wars by, and we have deterred a number of them. We've had to fight two of them, but we've, we've deterred a lot of them. And, and, and you deter them by being resolute and unapologetic about defending freedom and innocent life all over the world. And that's what we, the United States of America, have historically stood for. It's amazing that peace only comes from strength. There's never been time where peace has come to capitulation. It's a lesson that Democrats keep failing to learn. I mean, they might pick it up for a few years and they go right back to their capitulation playbook and the world gets unstable. You know, you you do not turn the great fallacy. And I I went to school with Tony Blinken and I think he's a smart, good-hearted guy. He's also made a lot of tremendous mistakes, actually potentially irreversible mistakes. And, 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 and why, why is that? Because a lot of those that identify themselves as Democrat or, or, or on the left, they have this idea that the world is not a mean and nasty place, that somehow in the heart of every human being, we can get to that kumbaya moment where they say, you're right, uh, I'll be a good person. No, you will not find ISIS or Al-Qaeda or Hezbollah or Hamas or uh, the Houthi rebels or the Iranian leadership and, and, and all of their, mal- you will not find them ever saying that. 
Their attitude is, we are here to dominate by force, and we will use symmetric, asymmetric, high-tech, low-tech, anything we can to destroy the values of the Western world led by the United States. And so, what does that mean? It means when you're challenged, you know, whether you're George Washington or you're Theodore Roosevelt or you're Abraham Lincoln or you're Braveheart, when you're challenged by evil, uh, as Edmund Burke taught us again and again in very thick and long books, uh, you need to step up, step out, and, and stop this, this onset and this advance of, of, of evil. Because as Burke said, all it takes for evil to prevail is for good people to do nothing. Yeah, that's right. Inaction is complicity. There's no doubt about it. And that's one of the challenges this administration has. Every time it stays silent or doesn't respond, it's actually being complicit. It's in the destabilization of the world. We've had every national security expert yourself included make that very cogent point. Bobby, just real quickly before we go, we have this great partnership with AMAC. I'm so excited about this coming Sunday's event. We did a whole TV special. We did a podcast on it last week. There is an incredible boot camp for boomers down in Florida. I hope that becomes a a national movement because I think it's a brilliant idea to get people involved. But for anyone who wants to join um, AMAC and get Bobby's brilliance every day, along with all the other great folks that write and work and analyze the podcast, the magazine, Rebecca Weber, all of the great folks here, go to amac.us, A-M-A-C.us slash Just News and go match me. I took a five-year membership, best investment I ever made. You should do the same. It pays for itself with the discounts you're going to get. You're going to get access to services and benefits that you never get anywhere else. You're going to counter the AARP's liberal influence in the world. And you get to be involved civically with the great AMAC action. You can be an election observer. You can go to this boot camp and get trained up. What a great opportunity to support your country and be an incredible patriot. AMAC.us slash Just News. Real quickly before we go, we got 30 seconds. Florida at the Villages this weekend, a, I think, going to be a monumental event, something that I think will become a regular tradition. Tell us real shortly about what Boot Camp for Boomers is all about. Yeah, look, I, I think joining AMAC is the operational uh, definition of saying the Pledge of Allegiance every day. I think we, you not only get all those economic benefits, but you, you, I mean, you literally get to put your money where your mouth is and, you're, and, and you get to get out there and make a difference. No organization in the country makes a bigger difference on a daily basis trying to preserve, protect, defend the, the Bill of Rights and, frankly, at the state legislative level and everywhere else. This boot camp for boomers, ultimately, John, is uh, uh, Riley Gaines will be there, a whole bunch of other people. You, you know, it'll be close and personal and people get to really interact. But it's also about teaching people what civic duty is all about, the way that some other big institutions in this country that are conservative have done and the way Ronald Reagan often recommended that we all do for each other. Get out there, be part of the solution, because by sitting on the sidelines, you frankly are complicit and you're part of the problem. So, so don't do that. Get yourself up, get out. And, and, and whether you do play a little role or a big role, it costs you a dollar and a quarter a month to be a part of AMAC. And what you get out of that, the magazine, the articles, the incredible civic engagement at the state level, it's like a big family too, John, because there are just millions of members and they, they are all about, in a very straightforward, honest, common sense way, protecting and preserving the values that our parents and grandparents taught us and that we know are, are vital to the future. I couldn't agree more with you. And I've said this many times, you're not buying a service. You're not joining an organization. You're joining a community. It is an incredible experience. And Bobby, I'll just say this. I know AMAC knows this already, but they are so darn lucky to have you as their national spokesman. And we're darn lucky to have you on the show every week because we get wisdom and we get that inspiration to get back in the fight. Sometimes it's easy to get demoralized by the day's events, but every time we talk to you, the spunk meter goes up. We're ready to get back in the fight. We're ready to go be spunky again. Let's do it. I appreciate, I appreciate it, John. And I'll just give you my last five seconds is they interviewed Grant at one point and said, why did you, when forces were so equal at times in the Civil War, why did you prevail again and again? And at Vicksburg, for example, and he said, there, there are always times in the fight, whatever the fight is, when you think you are going to lose. And in those moments, if you can rally and continue with persistence and conviction and courage to go out to the battlefield, you will win. And we will win. That's exactly it. It is. It's such an amazing thing to see. And sitting on the sidelines is the only way you can't win. You can't win a football game if you're on the bench. That's right. That's right. Thank you, John. Bobby, great to have you on. Thanks, my friend. Folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back to wrap things up in just a few minutes. 
folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, it's, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook uh, uh, vegetable dinners, and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning, and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly, I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down, and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick. House Nutrition, and of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. It's hard to believe, but that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. I'm really grateful that each of you could join today. Now, one reminder, a lot of people say, hey, John, do you have an app at the Just the News? And the answer is we sure do. And not only do we have an app, it's in the Apple Store. It's also in the Android Store. It allows you to take the Just the News experience and go in three different ways. You can watch our videos and television shows. You can listen to this podcast and many others like it, like Victor Davis Hanson, or you can read the stories that we do a day, 50, 60, 70 stories a day of the breaking news, investigative reporting, accountability reporting. Go to the iOS app store or the Android store today. Download the Just the News app. Read, watch, listen. Three great ways to experience the Just the News content and to join the Just the News family. And if you really want to get involved with the family and say, hey, I want to support your investigative reporting, John Solomon. I want to support the great reporters and the producers and the bookers and everybody that works to make the Just the News experience possible. You can do something really inexpensive that makes a big difference. All you got to do is join the Just the News VIP club. That's right. What do you get for the VIP club? First off, ad-free experience on the website and on your newsletters. No ads, no dancing videos, no autoplay videos. An ad-free experience on Just the News 24-7. Plus, once a month, you get to hang out with me at justthenews.com. We have a town hall. I sit and answer your questions for an hour. We talk about issues you care about. We cover topics that the other media aren't covering. It's an incredible experience to join the family the immediate family of the Just the News team. Great opportunity. Sometimes we bring in our reporters. It's always a delightful time. If you want to get involved in that, go to justthenews.com slash subscribe.
justthenews.com slash subscribe. Quick way to get into the club. It's $4.99 a month, $44.99 a year. Great way to support our journalism, make a difference, and get an enormous benefit yourself. So go check it out today. All right, folks, that wraps up John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. God bless you. God bless you. Have a great night. God bless this great country of the United States. Be sure to go to justthenews.com if you need that news fix. We got you covered 24-7. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out. Higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friend, who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group. Text Just News to 989898 right now. History, economics, the great works of literature, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution. Did you study these things in school? Probably not. Or even if you did, like I did, maybe it's time for a refresher. Time and technology have changed a lot of things, but they have not changed basic fundamental truths about the world and our place in it as America. That's why I'm so excited that Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in the most important and enduring subject. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church with Hillsdale College's online courses, all available for free. That's right, you heard me, for free. You don't get anything free in the Biden economy today. I personally recommend you sign up for the American Citizenship and its decline. It's with my good friend, the great historian, Victor Davis Hanson. In this eight-lecture course, VDH, as I like to call him, explores the history of citizenship in the West and the threats it faces today. Threats like the erosion of the middle class, the disappearance of our borders, the growth of an unaccountable deep state, and the rise of globalist organizations. The course is self-paced so that you can start whenever and wherever. So start your free course, American Citizenship and Its Decline, with my good friend, Victor Davis Hanson, today. How do you do that? Go right now to hillsdale.edu slash justnews to start. It's free and it's easy to get started. And it's an easy URL to remember. All you got to do, go to hillsdale.edu slash justnews. One more time, hillsdale.edu slash justnews.